You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. The Guided Goals Podcast gives you the tools, direction, and resources you need to pursue your passion project. I'm Deborah Eckerling, Project Catalyst, and this is the Guided Goals Podcast. Our guest today is Cheryl Tan, and we're going to talk about networking. Cheryl is the founder and CEO of Tan Media LLC, a media strategy company that shows entrepreneurs how to get the attention they want. Welcome, Cheryl. Thank you so much for joining us today. Deborah, it is an honor being on your show. Thank you for having me. Um, well, I'm always happy to talk to you, and today we get to let other people listen to one of our chats, so that'll be fun, right? Yes, definitely. <laughs> and, and we're talking about one of my favorite topics, which is networking, because you can't have a business without networking because you can't, right? You absolutely can't. And you know, the funny thing about networking is until about two years ago, I really didn't know what that was. Um, I've been a journalist since college. So my first real job out of college was as a TV news reporter in Macon, Georgia. And from then until 2014, I was a TV news reporter and anchor. So that's all I knew. I knew how to tell stories. I knew how to dig up stories. I knew how to talk to people. But networking was actually not in my, in my vocabulary. I never went to a networking meeting. I never did anything that you would traditionally call networking. But when I got out of television news two years ago, that's when I realized that networking is kind of a big deal. But what I call networking, or what most people would call networking, is what I call relationship building. So I, I think no matter what we call it, it's about creating real relationships with people. That is such a good point. I've always been one of those social people. I know, everybody is shocked. Because I genuinely like to meet and get to know new people, which given what you do, mm -hmm. you do as well. Well, and so the networking word I think is, is important because what it is to me is you're just increasing the number of people you know, and that is your network. But a photographer came to our station, it was, it's been like maybe 10 years now, and he said something to me that I've never forgotten. He says that when you have a camera, that camera, for whatever reason, creates that relationship with somebody. And a stranger on the street, if you went up to somebody and said, hey, um, how are you feeling about this topic? They would walk away. But for whatever reason, if you have that camera and you have that microphone, they'll answer that honestly or as honestly as they can and you have that relationship. So I do believe in meeting people face-to-face, -face, and that relationship gets solidified when you have the chance to have that authentic conversation. And crazy enough, that camera, whether it's this camera that we have right here or the camera that I have with my photographer or videographer, that gets solidified 
that's a conversation we're having and we're strengthening that conversation by continuing to talk about whatever subject we're talking about. The other point, it reminds me of a, a conversation I had recently um, talking about why you blog or why you have a podcast. It really is an automatic introduction to whomever you want to meet. Right, right. Having that content lets people know who you are before they have a chance to Google you because mm -hmm. <laughs> they'll do that later. <laughs> and, yes. You didn't start networking till a few years ago. So what did you do? How did you break out of what you knew to that? <laughs> so it's such an interesting thing because to, to this day, if people say, hey, do you like networking? No, I don't like networking meetings. I don't like traditional gatherings of business people typically, because a lot of times, and I, I get this a lot, people will shove a business card in my face and essentially say, my name is so-and-so, buy my stuff. And maybe I'm going to the wrong networking meetings. <laughs> that may be it. But if I go to a meeting that is traditionally what's described as a networking gathering, which I never went to before, because I never had to, I will leave with a pack of business cards and several people saying, um, let's have coffee, essentially buy my stuff. So, but I realize, I mean, in order for you to let people know what you do, you have to meet them face to face. So I recognize that as well. And, and that's why I started going to them. And I've learned more as I've gone to meetings. So you kept networking and going to these uncomfortable situations because you thought that that was what you were supposed to do, right? Right. Well, that's what they tell you. That's all, what all the people tell you, that in order to get business, that you have to network. And to be very honest, I left television news in 2014, and my clients came to me mm -hmm. uh, because I was able, I had a blog before I left. I had made relationships. I had kept the relationships I made through my years in television. And so once I left, they were coming to me. So what I would say is if you are in a career, no matter what the career is, you have the opportunity to meet people. You have, you have the chance to meet people in your field who potentially could be clients for you if you decide to break off and do something else, which is what happened to me. I kept in touch with people through the years. It wasn't let me do a story on you, and then five years later, come back and be like, hey, I'm leaving to start my business, although I could have done that. But over the years, I would just touch back, be like, hey, how are things going? Do you have any, any new stories happening, any good things happening in your business? And I'd have touch points with people all along the way as I was a reporter so that it became a natural fit that when I left, I would reach out and tell them what was going on, and they'd be like, oh, that's nice, and then they would follow back and reach in, and, and get back in touch with me when they needed help. So really the lesson is for those who are listening who have a day job and are developing something on the side, you have to develop these relationships and stay in touch with people now because you don't know what's going to happen down the line. No. And, and the other trick I think is to be genuine, right? Because mm -hmm. that's what they're going to remember about you. Mm -hmm. The other thing about networking that I've learned is after going back, so we just, we determined that I don't really like them, mm -hmm. but I gave it a chance and I started 
to become, if you will, a regular. And what I learned is that you have to really listen to people. So their first inclination is, hi, my name is so-and-so by my stuff. But when you see them the second or third time, they can't keep saying that. They just can't keep saying that. So that's when you really get to know them and realize that they have a passion, too, about their businesses. And they may not know how to share that passion. They may not know how to interact, per se, on that first-time basis. Mm -hmm. But if you give them a chance to let that relationship grow over time, then you really learn about who they are. And then, you, you know, you learn right then and there if it's somebody you want to continue to have a relationship with. But you also learn how you might be able to help them or how they might be able to help you. And so that's really been valuable. My first time inclination would be, I don't like this. I'm not going to go back. But then I went back two more times. And I, don't, I still don't go to a whole lot, but I went two more times, same group. And then I realized that these are people who have real businesses, who have real passions, who have really something to offer. Maybe not me right now, but maybe me in the future as I get employees, grow my business in different ways. And so that taught me something as well, that networking, while I, don't, I still don't love it, is really if I think about it as a chance to make a relationship happen, if I just give it a chance, and if we all give it a chance, then it can really turn into something lucrative. You're a reporter. For people who aren't used to this sort of interaction, what sort of questions can they ask uh, hmm. to get to know these new people better? That, that's a great question, Deborah. I mean, it really is a great question. So let's say you and I meet at a networking meeting. After that initial, what is it you do, what industry that you're in, is I want to know how you got your start. Mm -hmm. how you got your beginnings in business, whether you have been in business since you were six years old selling newspapers or whether you were in a career somewhere doing something awesome, but then you decided to do something else so that you could be your own boss. Whatever it is, that story has legs. And that story is what I want to dig into because usually somewhere in that startup story where you made that decision to be an entrepreneur is where a real conversation can happen. And then after that, and usually that's where you can stay, but after that, I mean, you can talk about the meeting itself, why you come to these particular meetings, what you've gotten out of it. Hey, have you gotten any business? Do you really like the people here? That kinds of things, that kind of thing. And then usually if you're in a networking space, typically you're around people who do enjoy other meetings. So mm -hmm. they don't have a feeling about networking like I do. They are usually pretty in tune with other meetings in town. And so if you know that you're a type of business that really can benefit from being in front of real people, then you ask them about other opportunities where entrepreneurs can get together. So I would do those three things. Your startup story, um, you know, why they got into business, what they do, and then the meeting itself, kind of questions about that, and then finally opportunities within the area to expand your network. And aside from these networking gatherings, what other places do you go to to develop your network and build relationships? Probably one of the most important things that I've been able to do is to actually speak. Mm -hmm. So to find opportunities to talk about what it is that I do, uh, talk about relationships, to talk about that career switch. Because a lot of people I find, and maybe it's the generation, the Generation X, 
is this is kind of the time when people are thinking, all right, I've been doing this for 15, 20 years. I'm ready for something new. So they like to hear about that career switch, not just from me, but from other people. But I mean, it's my story too, where I was doing something awesome. Like I, I loved my career, but I felt like I was wanting to do something more. And that's why I made the jump. And so a lot of people like to talk about that. But when I get to talk to other people as a speaker on stage or as part of a panel, that to me is a really authentic way because they already know who I am. They already, already know my story. And then I can really focus on them and their story. And then they'll ask me questions about particular pieces of what I've done, but then I can focus on them as well. Got it. And I want to add one thing. If you're not ready to be speaking yet, the other thing you could do is volunteer at events. It's a yes. great way to meet people because you have, it goes back to the, if you have a blog or a podcast, you've got a great intro to people. If you're volunteering, you have a reason to talk to anyone who walks through the door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what do you recommend for a follow-up beyond going to the same things to see the same people? Right. Well, the thing I think people don't realize is the people they already know. So the people they've already met, let's say you've gone to three networking events, you genuinely made a connection with three or four people at each event. I mean, that's nine, 12 people. And so don't forget them. I would... If you have a business card, uh, I'm really big on follow-up. So following up and saying, hey, really really had a nice conversation. Um, coffee is one of those things that a lot of people are like, oh my goodness, it's a time waster. And I don't necessarily suggest coffee, but maybe even if you have a blog and you know they're interested in the topic that you write about, even just say, hey, I've got these resources online or I've got this podcast episode that I really think that you that would uh, really be valuable to you, take a listen. And if I can help you further, here's my number, that kind of thing. But I believe follow-up is really, really important. A lot of times when you see people in, in person, you make a connection or you walk away. So you make a connection and usually you're talking about something. And I've, I've, I've had this happen where you're talking about whatever subject and they bring up something and they feel like they want some information on something. And you say, oh, yeah, I've got information or I can make a connection for you. Let me go ahead and do that. And you can do either one of two things. You either follow up or you don't. So to me, the money is in the follow-up. The money is in saying, okay, I'm going to do this. I'll give you a connection that can help you. And then actually doing it. So that Mm -hmm. doing it part is really important. So we think that we need to get more people in our network when really, if we just nurture the people already there, we might be actually better off. So it goes back to develop relationships now if you haven't already been mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. check in on people. Yeah. How are you doing? Deborah? how are you doing? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, in my TV days, the people who I found did this the, the, the most effectively is um, the people who were working with like with uh, nonprofit organizations, I mean, nonprofit organizations, they, the people who work there typically are very passionate about where they work, but they don't have a whole lot of money. I mean, they just, they don't have a huge budget like other companies would, but what they were very, very good at is reaching out to us. 
So let's say I moved new into a town and they were part of a nonprofit, a really big nonprofit in the area. Well, they're really good at reaching out to me and saying, hey, Cheryl, welcome to the town. I am so-and-so with so-and-so nonprofit organization. If you ever need stories about so-and-so, so-and-so, here's my number. That's it. It's nothing more than I'm, I'd like to introduce myself to you and nice to meet you. Welcome to the area. Happens all the time. But the thing about nonprofit PR folks is that they'll keep doing that. They'll like every month be like, hey, this is what's happening in our nonprofit. If you're interested in covering it, here's where it is. Here's why it's important. If I can help you, here's my number. And the thing is, is they don't stop. Every month they do it. They're not annoying. I promise you they're not annoying. Um, and they're really good at figuring out what we want. But what they do is they keep that relationship going by every month or every quarter or whatever they've decided is to keep continuing that relationship. And one day when I have a need for a story, I call them because I know that they're there. So that's a good lesson for anyone for why it's good to have, they're a really good way to model. And, mm -hmm. and it's also a good reason to have a newsletter. I mean, oh, not yeah. to go on too big of a tangent, but we can go on a little one. When Do you it. meet people and you have business cards, if you have a newsletter, you have a reason to reach out to them once a month. Absolutely. It's so smart. So, so smart. Okay. Any other easy tips? Because you are at an advantage given your background and what you do. People want to talk to you. What about the, the shy business owner who doesn't feel they have a reason to start mm -hmm. up conversations? You know, I think you actually hit it on the head. When you have content that you've already created. I'm not saying that it's easy and I'm not saying that it doesn't take time because it does to develop either a blog or a newsletter or podcast episodes or something in your space, whether you are a tax attorney or a chiropractor or a lawyer, you have some special knowledge that the general public typically doesn't have. But what you do have the power to do is to be able to get your voice out there. Whether, it, and you can use your, your, whatever you love, writing, audio, video, whatever it is. But if you create content using your method of choice, then you have the opportunity to kind of be seen out there before you even show up. So networking events then can be a little less painful. In my opinion, where let's say you and I were meeting and I'm a lawyer and you're asking me, I'm, I'm going to assume you're going to ask me a little bit about me, right, Deborah? <laughs> of course. Tell me course more about yourself. So how did I get into law or how did I get into tax accounting or whatever it is? And then I'll drop a few nuggets like, did you know you could save money if you did this, that, or the other? And you'd say, no, I didn't know. And I'd say, well, you know, I do have an article that I wrote that's really been helpful for my clients. Can I send it to you? Mm -hmm. So I'm not selling you anything. I'm going to give you something. And so I think um, you do have to, I mean, you do have to put a little bit in there. You do have to put a little work in there. I think you do have to be willing to talk to people. But I think it's easier if you can give them something and then kind of walk away. Or you can even say, I'll, I'll, let me take your card and I'll send you this article. I think it'll really be helpful for you. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this is the point where I talk about work-life balance. Mm. Um, what is it that you do to achieve balance? 
when you work from home, you need to have, do you have some sort of separation? Do you have some tips for? Uh, such a good question. Seriously, such a good question. Have you seen my kids? Because they're running around right now. Like they have been tiptoeing around this computer. <laughs> um, my, my work schedule before I left television was pretty crazy. It was, I would wake up at two in the morning uh, for a morning show and I would be off of work by one, which was great because I had all the afternoon free to be with the kids. So the kids, I've got three boys, um, they don't know anything different. I'm always mm -hmm. home in the afternoons. And after a while, as they got older, it just stopped making sense because I was physically there, but I was mentally just not there for them as they were growing and we were doing sports and homework and all that. Well, since being an entrepreneur, I have I have to establish I have to establish better boundaries, that's for sure. But because I have sleep in my life, sleep is good, um, my boundaries are such that I work when they're in school. And then in the evenings, typically it's for them. Typically we're together and we do dinner together and we have family time together. So I try to protect that as much as I can, but I work when they're in school. So they really don't know any different. Okay, so if you're in a similar situation where your work and your life kind of mesh together, I think the personal goal should be to establish some boundaries, mm -hmm. to map out certain times when it is just for your family or just right. for you and you don't let work creep in. Right, right. And then I think the professional goal, oh, I've got a couple of good ones, I think, from, from our conversation, which is first... Find a networking group to go to, but go a few times. And then the bonus of that one is to ask people about themselves, to dig a little deeper. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, think very, those very are, good. I think those are three good goals. And then the extra bonus goal, if you're not already creating follow-up content, you should totally start doing that. Right. It becomes such a great value add. I, I just did a podcast interview with a woman who is, a, she's an accountant. I mean, she does taxes and she does accounting stuff and she writes a book and she just sent me the book. She just said, she just sends the book to everybody. Like that's her business card mm -hmm. and it just becomes such a value add. Maybe I'll go write a book. <laughs> I mean, it's just become have, such have, you, have you and I not have this conversation yet about how badly you need to write a book? <laughs> right. I have an e-book, but she has a book book. But yeah, you're right. We should, uh, <laughs> we should collaborate on that. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk. This is what I do. I encourage people to start blogs and to write books. So there you go. Yeah, I, I, I'm totally on you with that one. Um, any final words of wisdom? What I would say is it is absolutely worth it is, I, you know, honestly, I wouldn't call myself an extrovert. I, I know it's crazy. I, I think I'm a, I, I, I'm an introvert who understands how to be an extrovert. I don't necessarily think I'm like an extrovert. Like I don't love talking to everybody, but it is absolutely worth it when you find the people who you were meant to talk to. Thing is, is you won't know that until you start talking to them. So those real relationships are really worth cultivating. That's such a good point. So you don't know until you're going to find your good people until 
Right. You put yourself out there and talk. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, Cheryl Tam, for joining us today. You can go to guidedgoals.com to get the show notes and links to Cheryl and some of the tips and goals mentioned in the podcast. And you can also go to writeononline.com, which is my website and community for writers, for tips of motivation and developing community to get your projects moving forward. So thanks again for joining us. Everybody, networking is good. It might be scary, but as Cheryl just said, the benefits are worth it. So go on out there and go for it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.